Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Romans, chapter 2. Here's Pastor Ryan. Romans chapter 2, and give me an amen once you are there. All right. And Father, we come before you again this morning just so blown away at your good favor. Every morning, your mercy is new. It's, it's wonderful to receive from you forgiveness, to receive from you love and grace. And Lord, that we can have a relationship with you because of what your son Jesus did on the cross for our sins. And so it's in, it's in his name, it's in Jesus' name that we gather this morning. And we ask, Father, that you would speak to our hearts, Lord. Remove hardness from our hearts, Lord. Remo- remove confusion, remove doubt, and give us humble hearts, Lord, to receive your word. Oh, Lord, pour out your grace. May it be all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name we pray and together we say amen. So in Romans chapter 2, Paul is getting uh, into the nitty-gritty concerning just God's judgment on this lost world. In chapter 1, he teaches us how the world, non-believers, when I say the world, I mean non-believers, those who reject the premise of God, those who are living for themselves, that lost world um, is, they deep down inside all of them truly believe there is a God. They perceive him, they know Of him, his attributes are clearly seen in their human existence, in their human experiences. He is seen in nature and creation, how beautiful and how big that is. They see God, yet they're suppressing that truth. They really believe, they just don't want to believe. And they don't want to believe because their deeds are evil, and so they don't want to come to the light. The world, if you can wrap it up in one word, They are, or two words, they are self-seeking. Is that one or two words? Two. God didn't call me because I was an English major. (laughs) Two words. They're self-seeking. They don't want to seek God. They want to live for themselves. And so chapter one was an indictment against uh, the world that rejects the reality of God in their lives. That they suppress the truth and don't want to come to the light. And so Paul says God's wrath is revealed from heaven against the ungodly rejection of him. God's wrath is revealed from heaven against them. Not in the future only, but even now within their sins. In themselves they experience hardships because once the pleasure of sin passes... There's a death that's happening that they cannot explain. That, that spiritual death, that, that the decline in health spiritually, that decline in, 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 in peace, because sin leads to death. So he, that's part of his wrath now, and it's being revealed in them. And he has given them over to uncleanness, to vile passions and to a debased mind so that they do the things that are not fitting. He's basically, the the, the more they reject, the darker they become. 
The more they reject, the harder their hearts become. And God just gives them over to what they want. You want this? And God allows them to experience more and more debauchery, more and more pain, more and more suffering. And then Paul lists a list of all of the, like, out, like the nasty, obvious evil sins out there. And in, 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 in verses 29 through 32 of chapter 1, he says, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, uh, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who, knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve those who practice them. And so here Paul is saying that not only do they do these things, but they approve these things, and, 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 and they actually know deep down inside that rightfully judgment is coming upon them. And that those who practice such things are deserving of the judgment of death. The world knows it. They're just suppressing the truth. They know that deep down inside, there's something wrong. They've done something wrong. Their conscience bearing witness that they deserve something that's coming called judgment. They're just suppressing it. So when you minister to the lost, it's a whole different ballgame when you know they're suppressing the reality that he exists. They know it. And they know they're in trouble. But out of sight, out of mind, 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 that's the world. They just get stay busy in their pursuits. Why? Because they're self-seeking, not God-seeking. They seek to please themselves, live, live for themselves, not God. But Jesus said, if we want to follow him, we must deny ourselves. Take up our cross and follow him. We need to let go of the selfish life that worships ourselves and worship the Lord. I believe that the world, when they're judged, you read about it in Revelation 20. I believe that intuitively, when they're before the throne of God, they're going to know, oops, I'm in trouble. They're going to know that they had rejected God in their life. They're going to know it. They're, ain't gonna, they're not going to be surprised. They're going to know it. In Job 26, verse 6, it says, Sheol is naked before him, and destruction has no covering. They will be naked spiritually before the Lord. Everything they've ever done. And that's what Jesus said, that all those things in, 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 in secret will, be, will come to light. Thank God for the blood of Jesus that we won't have to deal with that. We just go through the bema seat of Christ and, and he tests us on our good works, whether we did it for his glory or for ourselves. Amen. He will test our works. And that's when Paul says, knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. I mean, he's talking about the bema seat of Christ. He's not even talking about the judgment for sins. He's saying, because we're going to be judged for our works, we better start working then. We better start working and getting involved in church or, uh, you know, uh, churchy activities. 
I love what Paul says in Philippians 2, verse 10 through 11. He says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and on those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Whether one worships him or not, they're all going to bow. And those who love him willingly bow. We bow, we cast out our crown, our crowns, boom, at his feet. To you be the glory and the honor, not unto us, not unto us. We love you, we bow to you. But the wicked, just before they go to hell, will also bow and say, you are Lord Jesus Christ, to the glory of the Father. So the world is going to know. And they know now that judgment is coming. So it's, it's, the, uh, the harvest is white and ready. Just tell them, are you ready for your court date? What are you talking about? We should make a track like that, a Sweet Hills track. Are you ready for your, for your court date? Do you have a lawyer? Let me tell you about the lawyer. Jesus Christ. And then Paul goes to say, verse 1, Therefore you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are who judge. For in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. But we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. And do you think this, O man, you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God? And so now he indicts the non-believing world with saying to them, you're inexcusable, you who judge others. He's not talking about the church. He's not talking about believers. He's talking about the Christ-rejecting world how they go around virtue signaling everywhere, especially today, pointing their fingers as how bad everybody is. That's happening. You see the lost, even amongst their, their God-rejecting selves, they have morals. They have, hey, they, they'll look at this list that Paul writes here, and, he, and the world says, what? Unrighteousness, that's not me, Sexual immorality and wickedness, that's not me. Covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, uh, whisperers, backbiters, uh, haters of God, violent, proud boasters, inventors of things, unloving, all these things. The world says, that's not me. And, and, and in reality, whether one is poor or one is wealthy, they all have their norms and their standards of what is considered scandalous and improper and what is considered righteous in their own eyes. They've set up their own Ten Commandments, sort of say, and they think, well, you know, uh, you don't have to be married as long as you are with the same partner for years and you don't go from one to the other, like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, who are mar not married but with each other. They, that's a, a very moral thing to the world. They've only been with each other. But biblically, they're just shacking up. See, and, and that's what Paul says. We judge according to God's truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so, but the world, they have all of their, they're like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm you know, like the movie stars, they, they total virtual signal with climate change and all of this stuff. It's like, you know, it's like Leo DiCaprio, bro, you know, he goes from woman to woman to woman to woman. 
He's a fornicator trying to preach to people about virtual signaling about the climate change. Come on. Rightfully, rightfully, we who hate murder, we who hate innocent people dying, rightfully, it's wrong what Russia's doing, going into Ukraine, just killing innocent people. How dare they? Rightfully, we judge. But to see our, this president and the cat and his administration, these are pro-abortionists trying to point at Putin saying, get out of there, it's wrong. Glory to Ukraine, help Ukraine. You're killing babies in your own country. Your political party is destroying minorities' lives. Most of them are Hispanic and blacks that are getting killed. I mean, don't make me go there, but I will. That's virtue signaling. It's hypocrisy to the highest levels. I, can, I can't stomach it. Why can't I stomach it? Because we've been created in the image of God who sees truth, who can judge. These guys are hypocrites. But yet some Christians who don't read this as much as they should go, what did they say? Okay, I'll follow them. We have to judge by truth. Discernment by the Holy Spirit. You know? And, you know, is it wrong for Christians to judge? Absolutely not. When Jesus said in um, Matthew 5, verse 21, let's turn there, please. Matthew 5, verse 21. Give me an amen. Amen. You have heard in verse uh, 21. Matthew 5, 21. You have heard that it was said of those of old, you shall not murder. And whoever murders will be in danger of judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And, um, and then down at 27, verse 27, you have heard that it was said of those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And so God gets beyond the law, goes to the spirit of the law. The law is good, but it's meant to be uh, realized spiritually. That within ourselves, we, we mourn and weep over our sinful conditions. That he would uh, cleanse us and, 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 and shepherd us so that our thought life is holy. Not just outwardly. Joe Biden... Thou art upset of, of, of invasion and murder. It is written, God does hate the shedding of innocent blood, but your party promotes the killing of babies in our country. You see, that's truth with what you see. You apply the truth. So we are to judge. When Jesus said, uh, you know, do not judge, he meant, he meant not that we are not to judge in a hypocritical way. He said that, you know, uh, you, you, you know, first remove the plank in your own eye so that then you can see clearly to remove the speck in your brother's eye. So he didn't say don't judge. He, he, what, he's mean, what he means is don't be hypocritical. If your life is all messed up, if you're living and practicing sin, if you are not abiding in Christ, why even say anything? Repent first, get cleansed. Get right with God so that you can see clearly and then be able to judge. 
But we live at a time where Christians are being tempted not to judge rightfully because they're afraid of confrontation. They say, oh, no, no. God says not to judge. I don't judge. No, 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 no. You're afraid of confrontation. You're afraid of them not liking you. You're afraid of persecution. If they persecuted our Lord for standing up to God's morals, are we greater than him that we shouldn't expect people to dislike us when we speak the truth to them in love? We're not greater than Jesus. Bring it on. Get used to being confrontational because all of us get tested in it all the time. You know he or she is wrong. You know, and if you love them enough, you'll tell them that they're wrong. And that's what the Bible says time and again about us uh, correcting our brothers and sisters. James chapter 5, 19. James chapter 5, 19 says, Brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save his soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. And so again, time and again, the Bible says, you see it, you deal with it. Oh, I didn't see that. I mean, in the ministry, trust, people come up to me and they'll say, oh, you know, I think so-and-so is, uh, I think I saw him at the liquor store with the, with the queso, case of... <laughs> 24 pack you know all right well the lord says to go to your brother not to the church go to your brother and go ah but how do you know no you saw him i didn't see him you saw him go talk to him and what happens if that person doesn't go talk to him will god hold him accountable for that absolutely you cared more about yourself than, than, than my son who may have been strained. Those are hard things because I come from the streets where if you tell on somebody, you get what you get. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> but in the Lord, Ezekiel 3, give the righteous man the warning if you see him faltering. Give the wicked man warning. Remember in 1 Corinthians, Paul with, the, with, the, with the, the Corinthian church, they had someone in their church who was sleeping with their stepmother. And he said to them, it is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you. And such sexual immorality as is not even named among the Gentiles. That a man has his father's wife and you are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he who has done this deed might be taken away from among you. For I indeed as absent in the body but present in spirit have already judged as though I were present. Him who has done this deed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ when you are gathered together along with my spirit with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that his spirit may be saved in the day of our Lord Jesus. It's right there. What if the Corinthians church said, oh, but, you know, he won't, you know, go to my bakery anymore. He's my best customer. That really happens. That's why Christians don't do what they're supposed to. And then their prayers aren't being answered and they're going through trials and they don't know that they left that hanging. And that's why God's not answering their prayers because he showed them to help correct somebody and they don't love God enough or that person enough to tell them. And the prayers are just bouncing off the, the, the ceiling. Anyways, that's how I see the Lord. 
that's how I feel he, he deals with me. And so back to our text. But we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. You know, and you think about more good moral people. And you know, I, I pray that more come to the Lord. For sure, obviously. There are some really good heathens out there that blow away Christians as far as character. Bible says, let your yes be yes and your no mean no. Christians should be punctual, should be the best employees. And the Lord, look at the, the sons of darkness are shrewder than the sons of light. They work, look what they do, man. They break their back for their goals. And Christians ought to take heed from the lost and build up our character in Christ. We have the Holy Spirit in us. We should be outdoing them by miles when it comes to honorable behavior. Or do you, verse 4, speaking to Christ's rejecting world, or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? That's what God is saying to the world. Do you reject the goodness of God? The forbearance of God. God is good to a lot of heathens. You notice that? Didn't the, didn't the, um, didn't the psalmist write, you know, I, I see the heathen and look at them living large and living life. And man, I'm over here struggling. I have all this warfare and hard times. I love you, God. And look at them, they're living large. What's up with that, God? And the guy it says at the end of the psalm, but then I went to the house of the Lord and I came to my senses. Then I realized their end. But why are they so blessed? You know, the guy, he, the heathen, he gets the girl, he gets the job, he gets the car, he gets the whatever. She gets the this, she gets the that. God bless! Look at all these people being blessed! They can care less about Jesus. Some of them even wear a cross to patronize them. Some may even go to church on Christmas and on Easter to patronize him. It's part of the whole getup. Like I used a rosary when I was in the world. I was a player and a dog and I had a rosary hanging from my player uh, uh, rearview mirror. And it wasn't a cheap rosary either. It was from La Placita. It was shiny. It was like, shh, went by the church. Bam, 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 bam. And just living how I wanted to live. What does that say? That's the world. That's, that's their morals. I lost myself. <laughs> but, yeah, so God is good. It's not like the first time I, it wasn't like when I got saved, that's the first time I ever had a good taco. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 or a good burger. I have eaten righteous food as an unrighteous young man. I have been blessed as an unrighteous, sinful, God-rejecting. Why? Because he makes the rain fall on the unjust and on the just. And the reason why he's so good to them is one reason only. And they can't see it. Or they can, but they reject to see it. It's because he's trying to woo them 
to Christ. So when you drive by those mansions in Beverly Hills and you look over and you think, man, you know, why, Lord? Even in all that, he's trying to woo them. Even the poor person who gets a great meal and great warmth or whatever level they are at, those good things, a good crop, a good job, a good, a good this, is so that God woos them to Jesus. I shared with first service, I didn't have that problem. <laughs> but I did enjoy so much after I came to know the Lord. I realized everything that I had, every bean burrito, every chicken and rice was from the Lord. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.